really just a question of finding what I wanted to do. And as you and I both know, especially when you've absolutely loved the job that you did, how do you fill that hole with something else when um, you've got a lot of turmoil going on in your personal life and sitting around not doing anything just wasn't what was going to happen for me. Hey gorgeous, how are you doing? It's Sarah here, your host of the Start Over podcast and welcome back. So good to have you here. I hope you've had a really good week. Now, this podcast is all about accepting change, whether you want it or not. It's about evolving, pushing out of your comfort zones. Ultimately, it's about realigning yourself, refocusing and re-energizing so that you can make the changes that you want, so that you can start over in whichever direction you want in any way. And today's episode is a beautiful showcase of somebody who has done just that. Now, Mandy and I first met about five, I want to say five years ago. I think that's about right. But she and I have both been through quite a few startovers. You know, the, the two women that met that day are not the women that we are today. And what is lovely about startovers is if you're, if you're just about to go through something massive or, you know, maybe that's the end of a relationship or change your career or whatever, when you find people that you can bond with because you're going through the same thing at the same time, and it's never exactly the same because obviously your, your journeys are unique, but I would love to just reassure you that if you feel nothing but negativity about something that's happening to you. Let me reassure you that you will come across, when you start to make those steps forward, you will come across people who are perfectly aligned with where you are right now. And Mandy and I definitely had that. We bonded um, and reached out to each other. You know, I hate that phrase, reach out. It's such an ex-corporate thing. But anyway, <laughs> we, we we did. We contacted each other when we knew that we were both going through something that was the same. And it's one of those little bonds that will only ever grow. And um, And so I wanted to mention that because I think it's really, you know, if you are in that place right now, hopefully that is a reassuring thing that that trust that the right people will come along to you at the right time. And Mandy was one of those for me. So this story is great. It covers, we cover divorce and separation as as you would expect um, from what I've just said there. But also, you know, we are both doing different things now in terms of our employment, you know, in in terms of what brings in the income. And I love Mandy's story. She was open to opportunities. It's about curiosity. It's about leaning into things and so on. So it's a great example of a fabulous start over. So no more from me. Let's dive into the interview and I'll see you on the other side. Here's Mandy. Mandy, welcome to the Start Over podcast. It's absolutely fabulous to have you here. Would you please start by introducing yourself and telling us who you are? 
So I'm Mandy Baker, now the proud owner of Chalmers Estate Agents, that's an exclusive agency down in Essex, uh, or up in Essex, whichever way you are in England or the world. Um, what else is there to say about me? Mum of two boys who are grown up, 26 and 28, mum of a spaniel, and um, very happily living here in Essex, have had a career in manufacturing with the family label printing company for 20 years then a little gap trying to work out what I was going to do which I'm sure we're going to talk about later and now um owner of an estate agent yeah brilliant stuff I'm so excited for you to talk about your new business and we we first met quite a few years ago now and we've had sort of like some sort of parallel journey as yeah. well in many ways and um which is one of the reasons why I really wanted you to come on and and share your story so thank you for saying that you um that you would do that so when I met you you were working in your family business do you want yeah. to sort of start there yeah, and I think that ties in with how we met as well. So I've been working in the family business for, I don't know, probably like 16, 17 years, which is a label printing company, um, really amazing company. When I first started working there with my husband, it was his mum and dad that started the business 50 years ago. And when I started, we were just over 20 people in a factory in Walthamstow, and now it's up to 110 people in a really lovely purpose-built factory in Brentwood in Essex. Um, and when I met you, the reason I met you was because I'd done various coaching qualifications and was exploring the possibilities of doing coaching privately because um, I'm my, my biggest passion is people. And so as much as my husband had taken care of the production of self-adhesive labels, my thing was running of the business itself but also the people and how did we look after our people and I felt that I wasn't qualified enough to deal with the issues that we were having so I took a coaching qualification and then you and I met in the sort of online business space while I was I mean anything to do with business interests me and sitting in a room full of amazing women is never going to be a bad thing to be doing is it so um but it was mainly to sort of see whether there was a career in coaching as well on the side of what I was doing or whether, you know, who knows, that might have replaced what I was doing full time. Who knew? But um, that was how we met, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a junkie for learning as well. So we were we were in very good company at the time. Yeah, so yeah. what so what happened next? So um, definitely, I think around the time when I was doing the coaching qualification, I was starting to realise that things weren't quite right with my relationship with my husband. Um, and obviously, it had the added thing that we work together every day. Um, and I, you know, absolutely love bakers. It was such an amazing place to work and still is, even without me, can you believe? <laughs> They're managing okay. <laughs> And um, I just absolutely loved it, but knew that that wasn't something that was going to go forward. Maybe I thought we would always have some sort of connection, which we will, but not on a day-to-day -day basis. And um, maybe I was feeling restless as well. You know, that that just the beginnings of that feeling that you're not happy and something is going to change, that kind of starting point. 
point where you know that something's not quite right. And as time went on and we realised that our relationship wasn't going to make it, um, you know, we were always very good business partners and parents and friends really just had lost the the vavavum of a relationship which can sometimes happen after 30 years and um so it was just navigating that change of what apart from facing the change of going from being married to separated and single um what was I going to do during the day <laughs> to keep me occupied and you know watching loose women all day isn't going to cut it really so um <laughs> It was really trying to find, you know, and I remember my husband, and I think a lot of us women got this as well, you get knocked a little bit because you're trying to find lots of different things. And I remember, you know, my husband probably wasn't the only person, but thinking, oh, you know, what new idea is it this week you've got that you've dreamt up you're going to do? Or, you know, what thing are you, what course are you signing up to now? You know, mm. um, and especially coming from someone who's worked in the same business for all his life, you know, so me dotting around between coaching and various other things was kind of looked upon as, fl- um, I was going to say flaky, but you know, I'm maybe being a bit harsh on him there of his uh, judgment on me. Um, So it was really just a question of finding what I wanted to do. And as you and I both know, especially when you've absolutely loved the job that you did, um, how do you fill that hole um, Mm. with something else when um, you've got a lot of turmoil going on in your personal life and sitting around not doing anything just wasn't, what was going to happen for me, you know, and I find it um, therapeutic (laughs) to be doing business, Um, you know, so a lot of it was to find, you know, the next big thing for me. Yeah, I I think it's a really good thing to bring up, actually. I was going to say, when you said flaky, in my head flew the word flighty. Yes. Um, My ex had had, um, used that term with me, you know, like, you, you, you know your little flighty ways and what is it now and all that kind of stuff and I and I think you know with hindsight is a wonderful thing isn't it Mandy and I I think when we look at our journeys and it feels like it was a long time of kind of looking for for various things and you're also in the back of your mind knowing that your marriage is falling apart and it, it's not necessarily a conscious thing is it but it's kind of eating into that sort of decision making and and explore exploration and for you to have loved what you were doing in your family business like you say those are those are big boots to to fill so as you'd gone through uh your divorce and you've been doing some um well you've been doing lots of starting over in different 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 <laughs> ways you finally found something that again you absolutely adore what do you think were the key things that helped you go from being in a family business and and a marriage to I don't want to make this sound you know is it it's as simple as this to then not being in a marriage (laughs) yeah there's quite a few tears in between that (laughs) yeah there's a lot of steps in between but yeah focusing on that part of your journey what you know what were the things you opened yourself up to in order to to find 
Wait, you know what I think? One of the most important things, so, and I bet you're the same as me, now one of my biggest rules in life is listen to your gut because so often we override it. Like our gut instinct works for all of us. We just choose to override it sometimes and to have faith that the bigger picture is there and if it doesn't feel right, then act and move on. And I think... Luckily, I've never been over-concerned about what other people think. I'm concerned about what friends think, you know, and I do seek advice from close friends a lot. It doesn't mean I necessarily take it, but I do like, you know, finding out what people, other viewpoints. But having that open-mindedness, not particularly worrying too much about what other people think, and... um, you, you know, you don't leave a 30-year marriage to then settle for anything. Um, so I wasn't about to, I did try various other things. I had a really lovely time in another business. I won't name names and it most definitely wasn't their fault, but I I realised that I wasn't able to work in, in someone else's business. That, that wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, and it was absolutely fine. It was good fun and it was an experience, but I shut it down quite quickly, maybe quicker than I would have done when I was younger because it just wasn't right. Um, uh, and I think all of those things add up to then take you to the place where you're going to be. And I'd always loved Bakers when it was small. Um, and I love that family thing that you can make flapjacks for everybody in the business and do whatever. Now, when you get to 110 people, that's really difficult. So <laughs> it really you know, as you and I both know, you can sometimes look back with rose-tinted glasses, but sometimes you really have to force yourself into thinking, actually, there were things that I could improve on. Let's say it like that. That's a much more positive way of being. Um, And a friend of mine happened to mention about the fact that he wanted to sell his estate agents. And we'd always, over the years, we'd always joked that I loved his business um, and that it would be mine. And so, you know, it had been mentioned. It wasn't a completely bolt out of the blue, but the timings just all came together. And it was very much, even though I did all the due diligence and, you know, spoke to my accountant, spoke to, I'm very lucky, my sons are quite switched on, so I spoke to them. And, um, and but ultimately, you know, and you think, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And this is... And it's a really pleasant surprise when you buy a business and you find out you love it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a challenge, but you love it. And it makes you realise that, you know, you have to keep pushing on. And I do want to go back to the thing about this thing that for women, and I am going to say women because ultimately we physically have babies. So there's no getting around that. Whatever our thoughts are about how we're going with, with equality, we do nine times out of ten have to fit our lives around our children and childcare. Mm. So you do have to do a myriad of other things um, and dip your toe in other things and learn when you can and grab the odd retreat when you can just to fill your soul. Um, So it takes a while to then find exactly what's right, but we mustn't judge ourselves or listen to anyone else's judgment about trying to find the right thing for ourselves and going through any change I think my one major bit of advice is listen to your gut listen to your gut you know it's easy to look at other people's situations and think either that that's better 
than yours or worse than yours and let it mar your thinking about your own life. Whereas really you've just got to think, no, am I happy? Does this make me happy? Does my gut, you know, I think if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning worrying about it, there's something that your instinct is trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, and you've just got to listen. Yeah, definitely. And and one of the things I sort of really became conscious of as well, and I think this isn't just about divorce, actually. I think this could happen, you know, with um, being in a happy marriage and empty nesting syndrome and, you know, when, when sort of your life changes slightly, in a slightly different way. But I think if you have been a centre focal point of the family, you know, um, and I, th- I think what you said there, you know, when you said, you know, we do have, is woman thing, we do have to, you know, um, think about the children and everyone else in the family. And I want to add there as well that that was a choice for me as well. You know, mm. I happily wanted to take on that role, um, you know, take on that position. But when things go wrong, sometimes it's like you're you're sort of almost like you, you can feel like a single parent within you know, within within a relationship. But, yeah. but that's beside the point. But I think the things that you and I uh, have discussed previously are things like when we get curious, you know, it's good to get curious and kind of try things out when you're at that stage. And I, I also realized that the person I'd become, I'd lost so much of who I actually was. You know, I'd started off with Sarah and then, you know, Sarah became a wife. Sarah was, you know, publisher. Sarah was all of these things. And then you start to sort of spread your, who you become as your mum and all your different roles, all the different roles. And so when you're making a decision, I found that I was still trying to make decisions with all of those people (laughs) involved when actually it's time for me to be like, of course they're important still, but actually I don't, you know, I need to consider the things that are in alignment with me. Yes. Do you think yeah. that and it definitely becomes easier, make doesn't it? Easier. Yeah. As you get older and your children get older and things start to streamline more, don't they? You know, it's so chaotic, the young years of your children. It's so chaotic. Mm. Um, you know, you're doing a million and one thing. So it is coming from, you know, our points of view, it is easier because you and it, but it doesn't come naturally mm. to think just about yourself. Um, you know, we're so used to the other things, but that's no reason to just carry on as you always were, you know. And maybe people are thinking of changes who've never worked before. And um, I've employed both at Bakers and now at Chalmers, um, women who have spent most of their life looking after their children prior to a great career and they think they've got nothing to offer the work world Mm. and I think they're an absolute untapped resource um so whether you have come from a business or whether you have had a big break with looking after children you know you've still got so much to offer and looking for that change if you've just got that overriding feeling that this isn't enough whatever your situation is that you need to change maybe Mm. it's not that it's not enough maybe it's you've just got to change something yeah can I take you back a little bit when you were talking about what you loved about you know being involved in in bakers and 
you realizing actually those were some of the things you wanted to move forward with that they needed to be satisfied if you like what what kind of process do you take yourself through um when you when you did that so um we had lots of stuff you know we had lots of staff meetings and you could tell that people were struggling. I've always been really intrigued by human behavior and how we get the best out of ourselves. How can we, you know, we are fundamentally machines, you know, we all judge ourselves, but actually we all pretty much are the same and we work the same way. You know, maybe our programming in our brains are a little bit different, but we are fundamentally machines that, you know, operate. And I just wanted to learn more about that. So I've always had a real keen interest in how humans behave and how you can get the best out of yourself. So that led to being more involved with the tricky conversations. Mm. And how do you help people see the way forward? Um, Because some people have really got terrible things going on in their life and it does affect their work life. Mm. And I've always wanted to help. You know, in fairness, coaching taught me boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, as we know, boundaries are forever moving. You just think you've got them under control and then they change again. I have some now. (laughs) I do as well. But, you know, you only have to take your eye off them for a minute and they've gone again. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, so um, a lot of it was based around my passion for people and it really intrigues me how people work and how but in a non nice non you know the more you learn about the human brain and the human Mm. um it's very non-judgmental because because a lot of what we do isn't really in our total control um and we sort of think we can't get better than this and I think going through the massive changes that you and I have you're forced to face really difficult things and as many people are in their lives you know if you've got a major illness or a death or something you know all those things um you have to really you're at the coal face aren't you and you are challenged as to how and I mean I I've been very very lucky I've had a really blissful life um you know up until about 53 it was all really good and then it all went a bit shit (laughs) (laughs) um and my friend I've got a really good friend who she she's had challenges a lot and she was like listen I totally understand why you don't why you're finding this hard Mandy you know life's been good up till now (laughs) she said I'm used to this (laughs) so um you know that was that so but I had to all the things that I'd been bleating on about to people about how to make yourself feel better and how to manage your issues and all the rest of it actually got called into play when I suddenly found myself challenged emotionally and stress you know when you suddenly think oh my god my head's gonna blow off because of the stress and all the rest of it Mm. um but the nice thing is it does get better it does get better and talking about it you know, you and I bonded really when we both separated. Yeah. Because we had the same thing going on and you can't you can't replace that. It's a bit like antenatal classes. You know, it helps if someone's going through exactly the same thing as you. Yeah. Um, as well. So um that's kind of but the in the estate agency, the people thing is massive. You know, it's easy to learn the A to Z of buying and selling a house. Um, but 
the people skills, I knew I'd use them, but I didn't know that I would use them as much as I do. Mm. Um, and funny enough, I had some really nice people who I don't even know that well say to me, oh, my God, you'll be brilliant at that. And that was really nice. Whether I am brilliant at it or not, I'm still a work in progress. Um, you know, it was really nice that people thought that skills they'd seen in me prior would fit this you know, and that's nice as well. When you've made a big decision that other people go, oh, God, that's a really good decision. Well done, you know, and it and it just felt right. Yeah. And I think it's very comforting, isn't it, that, you know, the, this whole ethos of starting over, it's like it's not a you do it once and then it's done. Do you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. It is a constant thing of, of starting over. And, and it's so comforting that we live in a world now where we can change, switch and change. And I think, you know, you mentioned um, you got to 53 and then it all went to to um, to shit, to use your, <laughs> your short phrase. Uh, for me, it was just before turning 50. So my 50s have been like, wait a minute, this was not what the plan was at all. But it's so comforting that whatever you start over with next, we're not starting over as complete beginners. Yeah, the yeah. lessons we've we've learned in life, the experiences that we've had in numerous jobs and employment and self-employment and, you know, whatever our histories are, there's so much that we can actually pull out of it. But it's so easy, especially when you're in, you know, what comes with, with changes, doesn't it rake up a lot of stuff? And as you're stretching yourself, more just keeps coming, coming at you. But I think you get to a, a turning point. You know, you get to a point where you go, actually, this is going to be all right. I'm getting through what feels like the worst of it. And, and then you start to get that momentum, don't you, of, of things moving forward. I love that you've gone into a state agency because when when I heard about it, I was like, I can't think of a better person to oh, change the <laughs> of a state agency, honestly. And I love, you know, how you um, how you come across on your on your social media with it all as well. It's like I've never seen anybody do anything like that in oh. in that in that area, and I can see just how effective it is. Uh, you know, by by sort of bucking the trend and doing something else. So with your with your new business now, you know, let's look at that. What are the things that you're sort of starting over with that you're not really, you're just applying them in a, in a different I know, way? I did, I did have a funny thing, actually, because I have got a new accountant and one of the guys in his office um, reminded me to do my first VAT return and I made a mistake on it. And he was like, it's absolutely fine. You know, it's fine. Um, it can be tricky. And, you know, when you think, I have done VAT returns <laughs> for the last 20 years <laughs> with a slightly bigger turnover <laughs> than I'm doing now. So the fact that I made a mistake on my first VAT return on my own business, you know, and not being patronising to my own business or anything else, but it is very small compared to what I'm used to. But yeah. I say that, so in size it's very small, in staff it's very small, but in my head it's huge because this is me. Yeah. Um, and I've always had the comfort of doing it with Steve. And I have to say I was 
before Christmas, I had quite a big issue going on and I did actually have quite a few conversations with my ex-husband, which we do get on very well. And business has always been a, a love of both of us. So I do still, you know, we do still call on each other when we need a bit of assistance. And um, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the issue, which is another issue <laughs> we're doing it. Um, so I'm trying to bring all of my expertise that I've done at Baker's in. So like before Christmas, so I've got, um, so there's four in our team, but I've got Joe who does our weekend viewings and then Sam who comes in three days a week and Layla who's full-time with me. So, um, so very small team, but we're mighty. And um, the passion from my girls is unbelievable. And I'm going back to that lovely being a small business and fun, you know. And um, I gave them an appraisal each, but oh, I didn't give Joe. In fairness, I didn't give Joe um, an appraisal. Um, but I gave the girls because I thought, no, come on, keep doing, do what you would do if you had 20 employees. And you know, you know, it's no different for Layla and Sam being employed, just because it's different for me. Um Oh, I know what I was going to say to you. I said to Steve, um, gosh, it is hard, isn't it, running the business yourself? I said, it was much easier being the second in command and telling you what I thought you should do all the time. And he went, yeah, it is, isn't it? I was like, yeah, it's quite hard, isn't it? <laughs> being the one who ultimately makes the decisions. Yeah. And quite often the decision isn't right, you know, like – a state agency is absolutely intense when it's happening. You know, like people need answers quickly. You have to act really quickly. Um, people's emotions, it's such a huge emotional thing for people as well as financial. Mm. And it can easily be the wrong decision. It can go either way, especially not so much with negotiations because that's a dance, mm. but more you just don't know which way people are going to go sometimes with big decisions. Um, so there's a lot of skills that I'm bringing in. Obviously, the actual fundamentals of running a business, the accounts and the, everything, all the, you know, day-to-day -day stuff is absolutely fine. But I'm determined to have my staff as if they were, um, you know, all the good things about a big business, you know, the structure yeah. and having them have their say. But it's so lovely going back to small Mm. You know, it's so lovely going back to small because the bigger you get, the more you're faced with HR issues. You know, the way I used to do HR probably isn't the thing now. You have to be really careful about what you say. And, um, you know, it's so easy to overstep the mark and you can't really dig into people's personal lives anymore, um, however much you think that would help them. So going back to small is brilliant but obviously I've got a lot of experience of that and it is lovely and I do feel that everything I've done and without wanting to sound really old I feel like everything I've done even like our Kajabi training and the mm. online world has taught me a lot of things that I can use as the marketing of the estate agency and again I actually think that being new to the business is a is a plus so anything in life that you think oh I feel a bit um, that that's a weakness or that's that's different or something I now just think turn that into a positive so I now say to people you know I'm new I make no um I don't hide the fact that I've only been in a state agency a year and a bit mm. um I say I come at it from a client point of view I'm obviously sensible enough to 
have the right support behind me to make sure that we are doing everything correctly. But um, people like it because I'm coming at it from a client point of view, not having done the same old thing. And and you know this a bit with coaching. Um, you know, someone could have been coaching for 20 or 30 years. Well, they might be a little bit tired of it. Whereas when you're new and enthusiastic about coaching, you know, you, you've got all the latest learning, you know, you, you are much more up to date with all of those things. But I think everything has now found its place. And again, not ending here. I don't know, don't know where the story ends, but um, everything seems to have its place now and what I'm doing. You know, the Kajabi stuff, the marketing that we've talked about, online stuff, um, you know, just all of those things all has its place in the estate agents now. Yeah. And it's yeah. lovely, isn't it? You know, the bits that you're gaining the experience in, obviously it's exciting, it's new, and but everything that you're bringing to that is what is making it different for your clients as well. Um, yeah. I love that you said that. I, I really do, that like actually being new to something with you know, a, a whole plethora of, of experience is actually really quite fresh. Yeah, and that's and, quite a good thing because yeah. you suddenly think, actually, rather than trying to compete against somebody who's doing it for 20 years, 30 years, which most of my competition is, and I have to tell you, estate agencies are a very competitive industry. Yeah. You are pitted against your competition all the time. Yeah. And um, although I'm very lucky to have met, or maybe not lucky, I've seeked them out. <laughs> the collaborative, the collaborative, lovely, friendly estate agents that want to work together and help each other. Mm. And especially in 2023, it was a terrible year. So a lot more people needed support, mm. um, which obviously I can do that, even if it's nothing to do with the, the estate agency thing, but support from a confidence point of view and a business point of view. Yeah. Um, but we also, I've decided, you know, I had big plans of growing and all the rest of it. And now I realise actually that's not the way I want to go. Again, I'm playing on the fact that we are small and making that a selling point because people like that. And I like, I think I said that to you before, I like finishing the day thinking we had really happy clients and um, yeah, the money's important. And of course, we want to run a successful business. But I think you can, you find the right level um, where you get the right number of houses, the right type of houses and the right clients. And you can still make a very profitable business. But you can all be happy at the end of the day that you've done a good job. And actually, so we're playing on our points that we're new to the business and we're small. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually is attracting people. Mm. And you care. <laughs> I can't tell you how much. I, I, yeah, I think you're identifying, you know, the, the emotional. Such an emotional thing, isn't it? You know, it is an emotional thing, and um, and and you being very conscious of that, I'm I'm sure, is really contributing to the, the success of 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 the business. So, can we just go back a little bit to when you were you came across this opportunity? This is a, ch a chance for you to like, oh. Because I think this is a really lovely thing to sort of dive into a little bit. Because when you're in the right state of mind, you know, we make better decisions. And we also yeah. are, are so much more open to 
really seeing opportunities that are coming our way. Because sometimes an opportunity can come your way and you're so embedded in something, you know, whether it's trauma or or just uh, emotional upheaval, that you can't even see that it is a potential massive opportunity for you. Yeah. When that opportunity came to you at that at that time, what were the key things that you tapped into that made you go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take this risk, um, and I'm going to leap forward? Yeah, so my method is do all the research you can. So as far as buying a business is concerned or buying the goodwills and the assets of a business, do your research, you know, do I know it's boring and well, it's not even boring but so many of us just want to rush in like your all your excitement is there and you're thinking oh yes 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 I want to do it I want to do it and then you know then reality hits um but with business you know do all your research look at the numbers be really cautious with any projections that you could you're going to make it's always going to be worse than you think it's going to be and especially in the first two or three years it's going to be worse than you think it is um, do all of those things then I usually do and my dad taught me this <laughs> this is revolutionary so you know get a pen and paper out. here first a list of pros and cons <laughs> <laughs> and usually one suddenly comes out a whole lot longer than the other one and that that my dad always wrote a pros and cons list and but be really honest and then also ask trusted advisors as well so I asked my accountant he looked at it he gave his opinion mm. doesn't necessarily mean you go with it you know I think you should have faith in your own um thoughts as well um ask you know people who know you very very well of their opinion as well and then I have a little think about all the opinions that I've gathered then I check in with my gut and my instinct and I also and I bet you found this as well just take time. Don't, you know, I used to always rush into everything. Now I take time because the answer always arrives. You know, it always arrives. But sometimes it just takes you a week or maybe a month and you suddenly think, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. Hang on a minute. And then it all came together. And just there were no red flags by the end of it. There was nothing, you know. And, and then you think, okay, what if it all goes wrong? What are my contingency plans Yep, I can live with them. Yep, that's fine. Um, and then you have to just go for it. Yeah. But again, it takes time to for all these things to happen. So it's not like one day you say yes and then you're committed. It's not like a job. Um, but even if it was a job, you and I both know everything can change. You don't, this doesn't have to be you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and and you know, a bit like me saying I've never really worried overly about what other people think. Um, trust me, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really cares. Yeah. <laughs> so you just do your thing, you know, and me making that decision, it was lovely that so many people said really lovely things. But at the end of the day, I still have to live with the day-to-day thing of it. Um, and do I want to do it? Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed doing it as much as I I do, but last year was definitely a challenge. So, but, um, yeah. Well, maybe it's a baptism by fire, you know? That's, that's Well, so you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> 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 when I was beating myself up and and they were like, honestly, you've had a baptism of fire. Yeah. You know, and, and you do have to take your own advice because, you know, we'll have said to friends, won't we, 
you know, like, go easy, you're doing well, you're doing all right, this is going to happen, the road's going to be bumpy, and you have to take your own advice, you know, and not beat yourself up, and tomorrow is another day. Yeah, and I I love, um, I keep saying I love, and um, I'm not going to stop doing that because I do. I like right. big emotion. <laughs> I think it's nice. It's nice for the recipient. Yeah. I think the what you said there, you know, there were a few things there. The first one was, you know, slow down. You know, you don't have to make all of these decisions. And I am, I love to go at things like I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, right, oh, my gosh, right. And I just throw myself into it. It'll be my ADHD and this, you know, coming into play. But I have to say, things like, you know, I, I allow things to percolate. I do allow things to percolate now. And because I see it as time that I'm actually tapping into my mind and my body, because between those two things, that is my gut instinct. And that does give me enough information to go, yeah, I'm going to move forward. And that that looking at what's the worst that can happen, you know, because it'll be easy in five years time for you to look back and say, I knew it was going to work or, well, I didn't see that coming. Do you know what I mean? Whatever happens in, in five years, you're going to be OK with it because yeah. of not being afraid of the challenge that things could go wrong or not being afraid of, you know, I'm going to use that word failure, you know, because it's it. And when we get to that place where we're like, okay, I'm okay. I've I've talked about this previously on the podcast where I've said, be okay, be at peace with your previous decisions. You know, that process, and we all do it, where we beat ourselves up about something so much. But really, what does that actually achieve? Absolutely nothing. So it's a nice place to be in, isn't it? Where you kind of go, okay, I've given this consideration. I've 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 considered other things. I mean, I've done things, but I've I've had everybody around me say, please don't do that, you know. And and my gut and everything else has said, no, I'm going for it, and it's worked out. And then people are like, you're so jammy, and you think, well, <laughs> I went. I had the confidence to kind of go with with what I, you know, with I new of myself if you like and I think that that, that's the truth that's working out as you go along yeah and that's the crux of any change isn't it that you've got to get over the fear we all have the fear and fear has stopped us all doing things Mm. you know but also that thing of thinking actually you know what whatever happens I can work it out and um it still comes back to the not judging yourself and not worrying about others judging you because you know, there's nothing more refreshing when somebody comes on and goes, do you know what, I made a right pig's ear of that, like completely. Like, you know, I was doing it with all the best intentions, but I've absolutely made a pig's ear of it. Like, that's really refreshing. Um, and we all do it. We all make mistakes. Hmm. None of us like it. Like, I don't like failure. And now I'm in this competitive industry. Oh, my God. You know, I can stay awake at night thinking, why did that person put their house on with somebody else? They didn't even speak to me. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Um, But it's quite interesting seeing that new side of me that's competitive, Mm. which I never thought I had. But you've just got to just think that this is when when times get hard, I think to myself, my two last thoughts are the universe will sort it out. You know, if, if it's all going wrong, I've got to trust that the universe will look after me. 
And the other one is this is a game, like life is a game. We've got, without getting too big and woo-woo, but it's a game. Mm. So every day we have to start playing the game again. Yeah. And what would you play better from yesterday? Like just accept that you cocked it up yesterday. So what, what are you going to do again today that's going to be a little bit better? You might cock up something else tomorrow, but yeah. hey-ho, we all just keep. And it's giving each other the benefit of the doubt that we're all trying our best. Like nobody's going out of their way to make a load of mistakes. <laughs> and but, I think when when you've, um, we mentioned this before when we said about, you know, we've both gone through our divorces and, and, and you know, it was like a little bonding experience for us in, in many ways. But I think there are times, aren't there, when you're starting over, especially when you're doing something like we, you left the family home, I left the family home, you know, we both did those things. There's so much change going on, but it can feel like you're in a pinball machine, can't it? And you're like, okay, so I'll try this, I'll go that way. And, and you kind of bounce around a lot and then you find oh okay I, I won that game and you can start again and yeah yeah it's, it's actually I, I think I don't know is it age is it because you've experienced more I don't know what it is but I do really like that trust that actually, inner trust you know I think maybe change becomes slightly addictive maybe you'll have to find out more about this well you and I because... definitely like challenges <laughs> <laughs> because um so obviously massive change going from being married for 30 years to being single and then working for myself, which again is uh, different. I mean, I have got amazing support, I have to say. And that was a lesson I had to teach myself because I was thinking, I'm doing it all on my own. Mm. And then you think, well, you're not really. Nobody's mm. doing it all on their own. You know, you've got friends and family to help. Yeah. Um, but change... You know, ever since um, I split up with Steve, literally change happens all the time. Like, you know, even if it's just the boys moving out of home and then moving back and then my best friend moving to Cornwall and various, you know, something was, con- I I had a phase of saying, oh, oh, well, that's the change for this month. You know, like something yeah. is always changing. And I went through so much change, but little, you know, some mm. of it is small things. Whereas now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm just waiting for the next change. What's the next yeah, change? Bring it on. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes you look back as well and you suddenly realise there are changes that have happened that you you didn't even see coming and you're not really sure how they happened. And, and you know, to use you, it's like my friends and who I surround myself with now, you know, I've got more single friends around me than I ever had before. But that's because I put myself out there and I don't mean on the dating thing it's like right I I I really wanted to up my my hiking after separation and I had I had some more time you know when I when the children went to their dads for the next five days it's like oh okay um and after I'd sort of you know peeled myself off the um bathroom floor I forget the was it Olivia Rodrigo I can't remember now there's a <laughs> there's a line isn't there sobbing on the bathroom floor did a bit of that obviously and I think you've got to you know, when you're going through something that's really sad, you know, the emotion. Yeah, exactly. But when I said, I was like, right, I've got this time and rather than see it of what I don't have anymore, I wanted to see what I do have. And I got into my hiking and I've met so many fabulous men and women, you know, that are also turning to hiking for, you know, because they've got the time and, and their new lifestyle and so on. And that's such a big part of my life now. And 
and I that wasn't something I planned to no. to happen but it is one of the lovely things that has yeah that has they're happened. the best things and do you know what that reminds me of um the book I don't know if you've read Henry Fraser's book Big Little Things and he was a young chap who um he dived into the sea in Portugal when he was 17 and and broke his neck and he's now paralyzed from the shoulders down so mm. terrible terrible but mm. comes from a really active rugby family but in the book um it says people ask me why I'm so positive and he said I only ever focus on what I have what I can do Mm. rather than what I can't do. Yeah. And that stuck with me so much. So, again, when you're struggling, you think to yourself, instead of thinking, oh, I used to be in a marriage and everyone would think that you were happily married and all of the rest of it, Mm. um, you think to yourself, oh, I can go off at any time of the day. I've got – I can choose what I do with my day. I don't have to refer to anybody else. You know, I've got the freedom to do it. Mm. Um, and you look at all the lovely things that you've got now that have taken the space. And yes, there's a period of time, isn't there, in between, which is hard. Mm. Um, but like I'm now obsessed with paddle tennis. <laughs> 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 and that I love. And it's so sociable, much like hiking, I imagine, because you can talk, can't you, the whole time when you're hiking. Mm. Whereas paddle is really sociable because you have to have four people for every game. And so I've got a whole new social life down at the paddle club of all ages. And the nice thing is nobody knows who anyone is. So you don't even know. You could be talking to the chairman of Nike or whoever. You just don't know. Um, So I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also gave up alcohol eight months ago, and that was a massive decision and a massive change. So I'm thinking that this change thing is maybe a little bit addictive that you can test yourself. Like how many changes yeah. can I have? Yeah. Because the alcohol thing is a big change, like a big social change um, yeah. and potentially alienates some parts of my social life, you know. So that's a big, big change. And that's and I feel like all those changes had to take place to get me to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. I love it. And and um what a positive note to finish on. I think I think that's the thing, isn't it? Um, you know, I I do think that when we go through change, we have to almost grieve the things we've lost, you know, acknowledge yes. them, appreciate what you had, and then let it go. Do you know what I mean? And and, and that yeah, does take I, time. Yeah, it does. It and it does take time and some things are harder than others. And and that's very much my ethos now is like when you keep coming up with something, you know, go detective. If somebody's triggered you, why? If you're angry about something, why? You know, and it's not to go and wallow in it. It's to kind of go find the bad seed, isn't it, really? Like what's the thing that's, you know, upsetting everything? Um, and it's always something within us internally. It's always. Yes. We're both really positive, but it is that th- it's really good what you've just said because you sort of think we're not trying to pretend that it doesn't hurt a lot along the way. But obviously for both of us, hurting was going to be worse staying where we were. Yeah. So you have to. Maybe some people don't have to take that step, but you and I obviously thought we had to. Mm. And it isn't easy and, you know, something awful could, 
but it's the resilience that you build up rather than the the hope that everything's going to be hunky-dory for the rest of time. Yeah. You actually know you are going to be able to handle it. Yeah. And the good thing about change is it can change tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> bad. Things are into play all the time. <laughs> Something good will happen tomorrow. <laughs> mm. I just want to ask you a question. You don't have to say what it was. We can if you want to, but you don't you don't have to. I keep seeing lots of things about how women in particular have different patterns than men do when it comes to recognizing that a relationship is over. And for me, it was very strange because there'd been a, 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 a long period of time where things hadn't been right. But then there was one thing that happened that made me realize I was in that place where staying the same was no longer an option. Did you have the same kind of experience? Um, we have slightly touched on this before, you and me talking about it, and I'd, I don't think it was one crucial moment. I think there were lots, but those that happened, I can I wouldn't share them because I think no. it's too personal and out no, of the thing. But um, there are probably like three or four things that may have just been sentences that somebody said or something that happened that I can remember very, very clearly mm. that that's another nail in the coffin. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that you're not going to fight about, but in your heart you just sink because you know that that's not a good thing Yeah, and that the change is going to happen. And I think that would be the same, I suppose, if you're in a job and you love it and but you're starting to lose the love and you think, and your boss does something, and you think, do you know what? I respect you a little bit less for that, and yeah. and I'm going to have to, I'm going to eventually change. Today's not the day, but eventually I will. And I think it's an uh, adding up of, of nails. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you and definitely. I could say we could each say what they are. We know what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's a telling thing because I I think I, I don't really know how I'm going to research it, but I, I think when you know after I'd been made redundant and then I made the decision to take a job in Dubai, you know there were lots of things around it, and then it was sort of like there was this one moment that you say that was like the final piece that yeah. you know, um, and I and I keep I, I keep coming up against this. We're well, not coming up against it. I keep coming across this, and I'm like. I keep saying you'll know when you know, and people are like, well, how will you know? And I'm I'm trying to work out a way of how do I package this to say yeah. you don't know, you just know when you know. Yeah, and I think that's how the human mind works. Actually, you know, no one's going to make massive life decisions on one bit of evidence. No. It has to all come along. And some people, I think, need three bits of evidence. Some people need. A hundred pieces of evidence, and some people will never look at the evidence at all and yeah. will stay exactly the same as they've always stayed. And hats off to them. You know, there's been masses of times when I've thought to myself, I wish you could just be happy with what you've got because mm. it really wasn't that bad. You know, like just stick with what you've got, Mandy. But mm. nothing inside me could do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I've talked about this with my sons as well. And they're like, yeah, but you, you, you aren't like that. You wouldn't mm. settle for that. And yeah. and you think, no, fine. And, again, it's taking that judgment away from yourself. Whichever way you are, mm. however you are, you know, you and I were more similar in that respect. 
you know, there's other people in the world who have got far worse situations than you and me mm. and will never make a change and maybe that's right for them. Mm. It, but I, I feel like with me I have a low tolerance for uncomfortable, so I have to act on it um, rather than just putting up with it <laughs> yeah no no I it's fantastic and and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story thank you for inviting me yeah it's it's great I think we, we've deviated we knew we always would do and that's fine and I and I very much want these things to be a conversation you know because I think that's when the really good stuff um comes out so Mandy I wish you ongoing success with with your you found business um i'm so pleased that you found you know found your thing for now it may change thank you thank <laughs> you yeah okay. exactly we're, we're all good with that <laughs> absolutely but so, it's yeah. lovely to see your face as well because you look so fresh and happy and healthy and i know you've been through a lot you know with other things as well so it's lovely to see you doing this just shows it is worth it it is worth it yeah Definitely. We all get through it. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you, Dougie. As you can tell, I loved that. We could have gone on all day. It was uh, really nice to catch up with her in, in that kind of way. So if you want to contact Mandy, check out the show notes. You will find her social media links and her website there. So you can go and see what her estate agency is all about. And I'm sure if you're in the area, she would love for you to pop in and say hello as well. So my big question as ever is, what is your takeaway from today's interview, today's discussion? Was there anything that hit you hard? Was there anything that you think you might implement or try yourself or do something in a different way? That's what this is all about. The links for my social media are also in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. And as ever, a little request. If you are enjoying the show, please do follow and subscribe because I've got loads coming up that you're going to love. More stories, more top tips and so on. And a couple of new features, which I'll tell you about soon. And yeah, if you can, if you feel inclined and you'd like to give a five-star review on the podcast app that you are listening to, I would be immensely grateful. It really does help build the audience and it helps me attract new people to be interviewing as well. And we want that to be as wide and as varied as possible. So the more you can do for me there, even if it's a like or a repost on something that's promoting the show, then I will be very, very grateful. Have a good week. And all that's left for me to say is it's never too late to make a change and it's never too early to start over. Thanks for listening. Take care. See you soon. Bye.